Hello and welcome back to the Mad Cinema Show. I'm Scott G. And I'm Phil D. It's coming up on the last episode, Philip. We're going to be wrapping up the Mad Cinema Show. Um, like a mummy. Like a mummy. So that'll be next Saturday, guys. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Young Frankenstein then. But today... It's a Frankenstein? Frank, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sa- save all of those jokes for the next episode. Oh, gosh. <laughs> today, though, we are talking about American Psycho, released in 2000, which, uh, honestly, I thought this movie was a lot older. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, but uh, directed by Mary Heron. Yeah, yeah, I got it right, and starring Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it, if it, if you think that it's older, then that means it really sells the '80s vibe. A- absolutely. You know? Well, and it was weird when I was watching it this past time because I had a hard time until the very end really placing it, like oh. as far as like where it fit and like whether it was set in the '80s. It is. You know, yeah, it's I, it's basically eighty nine. I got it's right you. there. So right yeah. there, the, like mm-hmm. at the cusp of uh, you know changing um, Chain- centuries, <laughs> decades, or but, decades, yeah. decades. <laughs> I know, I know what time is. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Greeks. Right. <laughs> uh, Romans. Anyways, but you you've been reading the book. Yeah, I just yeah. finished it today. I had to cram it because uh, I'm I'm a lazy ass. Well, actually, the I, I got some puppies, and it took up a lot of my time. Right. So I should have got this. Yeah, time. always blame the puppies. It's the puppies, man. Um, so... Always dogs. Why is it always dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I should have just gone Bateman and stomped the puppies. Oh. I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> the Mad Cinema Show does not condone animal abuse. We've got dark here. Yeah. Now, We're about to get this, even darker. This, this motherfucker does stomp dogs, though, let me tell you. Like, oh, like, yeah, it's in not, the like, book? Ooh, God, he kills stuff. Ooh, uh, like, I, I mean. So, so first of all, <sighs> as far as, like, an adaptation go, yeah. how, how do you feel about the way that the movie compares to the novel? Uh, I uh, feel like I do uh, after reading most source material where I'm like, uh, okay, well, this is obviously a lot more information. Right. You know, so it's hard to judge it based on depth because, you know, you can only fit so much shit in a movie. And you yeah. can't you can't hate on a film for not going into deep things that, that you can read for chapters that, you know, are going to just mind numb people in reality. Right. right. If they're having to sit in a theater it's, and or, like, or yeah. watch it on HBO or, or watch whatever. it on whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like any all the stuff from Game of Thrones about the banners, everything about this, about the the suits and stuff they 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 go in way deeper in all of these things but the film does a really good job of giving you a glimpse at these ideas without them becoming mundane or unnecessary right okay well that's what i was saying because uh i haven't read the book but you uh while you were reading it you would call me up every once in a while and just read me like a (laughs) Because they're real short chapters, you so, just be yes, like, "Dude, a lot you gotta of them hear are super this." Super short, yeah. 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 Uh, but the way it, f- at least to me, it kind of feels like, whereas the move, whereas the book is very explicit, um, and, you know, the the movie tends to just imply kinda, and more imply. 
Which things. is funny yeah. because this is a film that when it came out was considered like, you know, one of the most explicit films out there. Absolutely. You know, a, yeah. a, a, a movie that had an adult rating like uh, that, you know, now the real version you want to watch is the unrated one because it has a couple extra scenes. And right. Like, like, but Well, I think that's mostly because this is a movie that it's easy to take literally. And, and it should not be taken Especially literally. Especially on the first watch. Yeah. Especially on the first first watch. Yeah, you're just like, um, oh, this guy's a fucking psycho. Right. When, but then yeah. more and more, you're, when you on the rewatch, this is a movie that benefits on uh, from multiple rewatches. Absolutely. You know? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Because yeah, you, you get the pick, end jokes better. Absolutely. And you can pick up on little uh, cinematic tricks that they did. You know? Like, there's always... Okay, so here's something that I really... The editing in this movie is fucking amazing. Uh, yeah. But every time... Okay, so one of Bateman's themes... Uh, in the book and in the movie is he'll say something to people and it, they'll they either won't respond or they'll kind of just shrug it off yeah you know because um, he simply is not there and just about every time that happens it's like his inner self is like coming out yeah yeah, yeah. essentially mm-hmm. um and like every time that happens there's a real hard cut at the beginning of the line and a hard cut at the end of the line to, yeah, to kind yeah. of suggest that maybe this isn't really happening. It's separated from what's well, from reality, right? Yeah, it's in its own little box. Absolutely. So anyway, Philip, what had happened? Well, you see, Patrick Batman really likes fancy suits and '80s jams. But he really dislikes people that can get reservations at fancy restaurants. <laughs> and why does he hate people that can get reservations at fancy restaurants? <laughs> Jealousy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so so is that is that kind of a obviously that's a theme that runs through both uh, like interpretations. Yeah. Both, yeah. 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 I I really do feel like there is a spirit in the movie that carries over from the book very well. I think right. the core idea is there. It just leans more heavily on the comedic aspects of the book mm. rather than the gruesome and introspective aspects. Okay? Yeah. So, well, and well, and that could have been a shift because uh, you were saying that Cronenberg at some point was attached to yeah, this. Yeah, Cronenberg and yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, man, I can't think of his name. Um, the main character from... Uh, um, oh, reanimator. Reanimator. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, Albert West or Doctor West. Yeah, Doctor West. But what's his what's his name? Man? What's his name? I don't uh, know. <sighs> Herbert anyway, West. Yes, th- what it is. That guy was uh, was supposed to be uh, um, uh, Patrick Patrick he was Batman. Supposed to be Patrick Batman at one point, but I'm glad it was Patrick Batman. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> really, uh, um, uh, Christian Bale has the physique that Bateman should have. You know what yeah. I mean? He, especially in that film, I don't think any of the other actors that they kept saying could play him, except for maybe Brad Pitt. But I wouldn't like a Brad Pitt. Um, uh, uh, I about to say, Bateman. I don't know if I don't uh, think it. Yeah. I think he'd have too much, uh, too much snark in him. I, yeah. He could potentially be one of the other assholes. Uh, he could have been a. He could have been uh, Paul, Paul Allen. Paul Allen, absolutely. Who, which is whose name Jared is Leto. is Paul Owen. Oh, in the uh, in, in the book. The book? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so so that's that's the thing I want to touch on really quickly. Um. I feel like this movie, if it had shitty actors in it, and I've heard a couple people say this, you know, if it had shitty actors in it, it would be a very subpar film. 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the um, I mean, not even that the source material is subpar. I mean, no, you know, from what you've read of me, it seems like a very well crafted, well written book. Yeah, but like transferring a lot of that stuff to screen was going to be a tightrope walk. Uh, just in general. It, it, I could know? see somebody reading this book and very easily imagining these characters as uh, stage actors would and over cartoonishly or over caricaturing them. Right. And I don't feel like that's the case in the film except well, for they... Paul Allen and Paul Allen leans into it just like, like just um, Jared Leto leans into Paul Allen's character just right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But everybody else, I mean, they're yeah. playing their characters. They, they are. Like, yeah. you know, like they're playing these abstractly uh very archetypal characters so straight and they're embodying those characters you know as bad as well as an actor embodies a character i mean yeah like it's it's one of the most well-performed movies absolutely absolutely so uh just let me read off the cast uh especially some of my favorites of course we got uh patrick batman christian Mm -hmm. bale uh, Justin Thoreau plays uh, Timothy Bryce, and uh, Timothy Bryce, who is Price in the book, uh, uh, who it's knows just Price. why? Yeah. Well, it's Timothy <laughs> Timothy Price. Oh, I got it's, you. It, yeah. Um, I don't know why they changed tiny things. They just did. Maybe it's like, oh, we know a guy named Bryce we don't like, so we're gonna name him or yeah. <laughs> name, name <laughs> right. Price we don't like, so he's Bryce. Yeah. Uh, but Justin Thoreau as uh, as as Bryce fucking awesome yeah uh, i don't really know these two dudes from anything else uh mcdermott and van Patten. those are the the other guys that he hangs out with but it's josh lucas and bill sage i know i know josh lucas from something dude. yeah uh uh chloe savini as Jean is oh, amazing yeah. oh, dude yeah. she's got I the right her. kind of coyness she has the the perfect kind of subservience but it's also she has her own character to her yeah. she definitely has her own thing she stands out in this office environment where she's a little um quirky but yeah. she's also not so weird that people care well it's you know almost I mean? like she's she's kind of new to this world she totally she yeah. hasn't been corrupted yet oh yeah totally you know, yeah kind of thing uh reese witherspoon as uh evelyn williams uh so that's uh uh patrick's uh, uh fiance fiance exactly yeah. And she's perfect. She is. Uh, she does a great job, a dude. Yeah. She, it, it, again, she's one of those characters that just ignores everything that comes out of Patrick's mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not hearing you talking about killing everybody Absolutely. or whatever. Uh, uh, Samantha Mathis uh, as as Courtney Rollinson. Uh, she actually made an appearance as uh, uh, a date for Louis on. Oh, on, really? On Louis. Oh, yeah. Do you cool. remember the episode with Ricky Gervais where they went to the the party? vaguely it's been so long since i watched that show wait no fuck i'm not talking about louie i'm talking about uh uh it um curvy enthusiasm sorry i mixed those up (laughs) yeah yeah no there's a curvy enthusiasm where he goes to a party at his uh friend's house and uh uh at jeff's house and ricky gervais is there and then they fight over samantha mathis so i'm always like that's cool uh (laughs) you're courtney (laughs) it's courtney uh courtney's great because she's just on pills the whole fucking time yeah uh i love the dude that plays uh lewis carruthers again i don't know what else he's in matt ross but yeah god that guy does a great job i mean the flamboyance exactly the way that that it's written in the book there are a couple of scenes that i wish they would have put there's a great one where he confronts him in a in a um in a department store and lewis like like faints on the ground and starts wailing and everything and he's telling him not to cause a scene and and he's like walking up to him and he's like he's like lewis listen 
listen to me. I usually don't tell people this before I do it, but I will fucking kill you, okay? I've gutted homeless people in alleys for less than this. Please get up and stop causing a scene. (laughs) You know, it's it's fucking great. It really is. Yeah, Uh, and and, and that's, I guess, the thing, like, leaning into the comedy. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jared Leto is Paul Allen. Uh, Willem Dafoe is Donald Kimball. Uh, it's just Willem Dafoe. He, he's perfect. And, and he's great. Yeah, and, and the way that he portrays the character is exactly like it's written in the book. Yeah. Uh, it's, the I th- it, you know, a touch different in the where they're talking or whatever. The office scene's right. The um, the diner scene isn't right. Well, that whatever, seems to be though. the majority of what they change. They it's not really places. what happened. Yeah, it's, but where yeah. that thing happened. And those are most of the guys. Um, There are a couple other people that you might know passing characters but those are those are really the main ones um uh yeah so i think this movie is classic i think at this point it's achieved a status that is above what anybody would have expected christian bale was told when he took this role that this is a career ending role this is one that will fuck your career and he he laughed at that which oh, is, yeah. and he took it as a challenge. Well, he was in Newsies. He, he was in. He was like, whatever. He was like, <laughs> I can survive the storm. That's okay. right. <laughs> and so he, uh, uh, so he took the role, and I'm glad. Uh, you know, he was our he was our Patrick Bateman, and I feel like um, the inner the the monologue that you get at the beginning is a constant thing in the book. Yeah. And if they had done that throughout the film, if they did it like the first version of um, of Blade Runner, where mm-hmm. it was like that film noir, constantly talking yeah, to yourself. Yeah, constant narration. Uh, only th- it was only if it was not necessarily narration, but just inner thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Some people would really not like that. Uh, no, absolutely. Have you ever seen Peep Show? Yeah. I almost feel like an American psycho that had a peep show ness to it where it's constantly interjecting the thoughts of the, the first person. Yeah. Right. Is it would work. Right. I got you. But again, we're not trying to I make a, that, a film that makes people, um, well, I think that would be ultimately, um, like less accessible. Exactly. Less to, accessible. It, yeah. And uh, this movie, it, 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 they, they, you know, they talked to, to, to Brett, uh, Easton Ellis and uh, you know uh, when Heron was directing this uh, she made sure to to do the most respect to the book that she could while not crossing a line of basically being fucking snuff yeah because there's so much of this book that's basically fucking snuff and I mean really past a point of, of being okay. Like worse than shit in Hostel, worse than shit in, in uh, the Saw movies. The house worse that Jack than, built. Yeah. Uh, b- crossing that kind Cross, of line. Yeah. Crossing the like, it's it's in the house that Jack built beyond line. Like if they really dug into that, because he definitely kills kids. He definitely fucking kills animals. He definitely kills a lot of women, a lot of hookers. You know, he, he yeah. kills a lot of homeless people. He kills... Uh, he's racist as shit. He's fucking uh, man. There's he has these. See, these and that's anxiety. funny because he's constantly calling people out for making anti-Semitic remarks he, in the movie. He, yeah, you and, know? and he has these 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 and moral that, standings. Yeah, right? well, okay. So that leads me into something that I kind of picked up on the movie, <laughs> and 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 this is kind of the uh, so it feels like when you're watching the movie when he's saying something to somebody, um. You know, actually having a conversation with another person, it always feels very artificial what he's saying because it feels like he's regurgitating 
what he's either like read or heard somebody else say, you know, to kind of uh, like, and this is, this is why I feel this way is like, cause this whole thing is just like, he's just trying to keep up appearances in front of yeah. other people. Yeah. You know, he's literally wearing a mask. So it feels like he's read things or, or heard people say things that are kind of a general consensus, you know, whether or not he has feelings about it or not, he knows that's what he's going to, that's what he needs to say in order to be uh, accepted in some way around the people that he is surrounded by, you know? Absolutely. Like, yeah. like, like, okay. That's his mask. Is that's what you're his saying. mask. Yeah. So, so again, uh, in the movie, there's a lot of like, uh, musical pop culture, uh, uh, references mm -hmm. you know he talks about Hugh Lewis in the news he talks about uh Phil Collins he talks about Whitney Houston which those are all chapters in the book there, there is a chapter about Huey Lewis there's a chapter about Whitney Houston there's a chapter about Genesis which then leads into Phil Collins right exactly but like when he when he's talking about him it really does feel like he's just regurgitating a review that he read which which and, i don't agree with on that one yeah i think that you might be you could potentially be right about the moral issues right you could you could be right that he's just saying some shit to keep up appearances at, at, at a talking point at a dinner right right uh but i really think when it comes to the music it's touching on the same things that house that jack built did on the idea of obsession towards a certain thing he, oh yeah he well has such uh, an obsessive nature he would actually write that in depth of a fucking review and then remember it word for word mm. how he feels about it and if you ask him about this album by genesis he can tell you exactly why the synthesizers on this album were mixed incorrectly yeah and that cost him. i got you. you don't you don't fucking get, get yeah that. yeah like, yeah well especially with the uh music reviews he the seems to really yeah. only uh, bring those out when he's about to do something horrible to somebody, which isn't the case in the book. The those those are a hundred percent separated. I think they did that in the film simply to save time. Well, they're and trying to, to overlap ideas. Well, and to right? have that aspect of his uh, obsession because they don't really delve into the other products that he uses and yeah. the clothing like they do in the book. You know, like, and part of that's because they couldn't fucking afford to. Oh, okay? absolutely. They had to pay like what was it the biggest cost that they had during production was securing the rights to use the music yeah yeah you know? absolutely but but again it's just like at the very beginning when he's like taking a shower you know they don't specifically tell you what the product name is they just tell you what it is yeah where, whereas in the book every goddamn product that not only he's he's using wearing looking at every product that everybody in the room uses potentially could be like buying later uh this is what i need to get them for christmas this year uh man when he goes christmas shopping and oh book, yeah it is insane man uh and then he'll also have these fits um man okay you know the manic moment at the end with the cars and everything, yeah, right? Yeah, that's big that, explosion. Right. Yeah. So he just had to kill a lot of people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And all that, all that's very similar to what happens in the book. It's close enough to say they did a good job with 
recreating it. Yeah. Uh, he he. A lot of the things that happen in that manic event, though, are little things that he's mentioned in other places over time. Absolutely. So the ATM thing, he talks about how it says all sorts of messages to him. Oh, so the whole feed me like in in the book. That's yeah. not like an isolated in incident in the book. That no. just kind of when he goes okay. to the ATM, which is a regular thing that he does. He just goes to the. A- this this is also a thing. Like there are regularities to his um pattern, like to, to his daily routine that um are way more accentuated in the book, mm. rather than it just being like, oh look, I have this morning routine. No, well, no, 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 well, no. Well, because no. in the movie, no, no, it, those no. feel like more background. Those details. are background details. Yeah. Those are just kind of oh look, it's a. Patrick, yeah. This is the thing. This kind of informs yeah. what, you know, what's no. going kind of alludes to what might be going on here. There's a significant you know? portion of the of the book that is this is what people are wearing. This is what the Patty Winners show had on it. This is what this. What what did ha- the Patty Winners show have on it? Man, some of those are crazy. Yeah. Some of them are just like, well, the Patty Winners show has a retired uh, basketball player talking about uh, a new shoe endorsement, or the Patty Winners show. Uh, it, this morning was about uh, teen girls that sell their bodies for crack. I almost canceled a meeting with Davis so that I could uh, so that I could watch this wow. one. Wow! Uh, th- this morning on the Patty Winters show, they interviewed a Cheerio sitting in a tiny chair, and the interview lasted for over an hour. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. There's so many what the Patty Winters show said, and 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 it's there's so much of like um. Uh, of like you know when he steps in a room he has to tell you exactly what everybody's drinking so you know like the restaurant scene yeah that's every goddamn interaction <laughs> oh my God. okay it's yeah. like it's like I'll have a J and B straight and a dry beer okay yeah. and then and then it's, Evelyn's like well Patrick you don't drink beer he's like I just ordered one you know <laughs> and, and like these kind of things constantly yeah. and uh, there's also way more of that him talking to people about the do's and don'ts of fashion oh yeah absolutely there really isn't a lot of fashion talk in oh the movie God. hey that yeah. you know one thing that they totally fucked up oh it for 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 adaptations yeah yeah totally fucked this up paul uh paul allen is not a suspenders man okay uh, paul uh, paul uh, allen wears a cumberbund <laughs> okay uh, 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 yeah, and he like he likes he That's likes a pretty significant strike, they man. Fuck, they fucked this all up. Okay, yeah. they fucked this all up. McDermott says it specifically. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and these are part of the weird things about about this book itself is the manicness of him going into a room and having to examine everything. Oh, oh what are you wearing? What are you? Well, what's this? What is it? It's like. The, they they really grind into you the machine of dealing with the culture, dealing right. with the culture that Patrick Bateman's in. Absolutely, and that corporate culture, yeah. that mindset that you have to have to like really succeed. Yeah, because what were you saying? Like he's he he kind of has his position due to nepotism. Yeah, in, yeah, to his, some degree. I mean, his dad owns the the firm that he works for. His yeah, dad, his dad own, owns Pierce and Pierce. Yeah, and uh, and that's what Evelyn know. keeps reminding him. Oh of. man, it's like you ain't got to you don't got to worry about anything. Your dad owns the company. Oh, and he's like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. In the book, he never wants to talk about it. And when people bring that shit up, he's like, just you know, leave me alone about it. I don't want to talk about them. Yeah. Uh, also. Uh, there's a running gag in the book that kills me. 
he'll pick up some hookers. Uh, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and warn you guys. Um, from now on, I might be saying some things that are that are terrible, that are right. fucking terrible, because yeah. I want to grind in a couple of understandings of just how fucking horrible some of the book shit is. So this is a warning. It's a warning. Okay, mm. we'll leave a time code. We'll make a comment where I'm done talking about bad shit. Yeah, but. But here, here it goes. Here's some of some bad shit. Okay. So turn turn away. Go to the time code. <sighs> time codes in the description. We'll figure it out. We'll help you out. <laughs> if you have a weak stomach, skip ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep this condensed, and then I won't mention some of this shit anymore. All right. Okay? So go. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So any chapter in the book that is entitled "Girls" or something "Girls" is a bad time. No. <laughs> It's okay. a, it's a real bad time. Do you have a uh, uh, a slightly digestible example? Oh, why'd you have to put it that way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you just made me sick thinking about it. No, no. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain some things, and I'm sorry. Okay, I'm really sorry, guys. Um, uh, weird. Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. He eats a lot of them, first off. Uh, he definitely eats a lot of them. But that's not that's not the point I was making. The Pearson Pierce thing. This right, is the running right, gag okay. that they do. Okay, this is this is just a little warm up until we get to bad stuff. Okay. Uh he, he always, you know, he has that scene with the hookers, hey, uh, I work on Wall Street, you know, I work for Pearson Pierce. Right. So it's a lot of Do you like wanna that. know what I do? Almost no. every time. Yeah, no. <laughs> but instead, in the books, Every time he says, you know, I work at P&P, I work at Pearson Pierce. Right. They're like, is that a shoe store? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no. So, so it makes oh, him yeah. real angry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, oh, no. <laughs> that's really bad. Oh, yeah, dude, dude. It's, like, that's the oh. thing, man. Once you, once you kind of get what drives uh, Patrick Batman's character to 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 do the things that he does mm. uh like that is really bad yeah it's real yeah. bad man that's, yeah. that's, that's you flip flip the you're, switch you're triggered. poking triggered. the bear <laughs> yeah triggered <laughs> uh so uh okay let me just make a flood of information that's bad real quick because okay. that's that's the way to do that's, this so we can yeah, get past it just, right just Steamroll through it, man. Most uh, uh, most of the uh, encounters, the sexual encounters, are a lot like the way that they kind of portray it in the movie, except it's not uh, as fun. It's way more just uh, uh, graphic, pornographic, mm. like, you know, very vividly described porn. Right. Um, which sometimes is kind of erotic, but very quickly turns very not cool uh, yeah. a lot of the time. Uh, he likes hitting them. He likes... Uh, he has a he has a paddle with a dildo on it that he'll uh, that he'll swing at full force into a girl's ass. He uh he'll strap shit into them and then continue to fuck them. He'll he'll hold them down. He loves his nail gun. He nailed a bitch mm. to the floor while she was still alive with uh, with her hands. Right. He just nailed nailed her hands to the point where he said they looked like pin cushions and he couldn't see what was going on anymore. Oh, and then man. he proceeds to use a whole saw on her face and then fuck her mouth. 
he fucking okay. There's a there's a there's a girl that he hooks up to uh, to jumper cables. He hooks her tits up to jumper cables and forgets about it and goes to sleep. He wakes up the next day and her and her arms are swollen up and black and her tits have exploded all over the place. So there's me, there's just um. Yeah, okay. No. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, I don't think I was even expecting. Okay. This. okay there's a yeah. there's a part where. The, <laughs> Okay, there's a part where he goes to the zoo, he stabs a child in the neck, and then he pulls the kid behind the uh uh the um the trash can and lets him lets him writhe and then he blends in with the crowd, okay? And he 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 <laughs> the mother finally figures out that her kid is gone, sees the kid behind the dumpster, thinks that he's playing, yeah. okay? Comes over to him, notices that he's bleeding. Patrick s- says, "I'm a physician." and runs over to make sure that no one can help him in his last moments oh. and 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 holds him in a way to make sure more blood comes out of his neck oh. and to make sure he dies quicker so that oh, then when the paramedics no. and the cops get there the, he'll be yeah and wow. they pull him away and he's going Fuck. like but I'm a physician okay he fucking he he traps a rat that he tortures with like acid uh in a in in a in a sink at a uh, at a um <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Scott. No, I'm it's sorry. all good. No, okay. no, no, no. Let's get this out. Let's <laughs> keep going. We're all, we're already in I'm the thick of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he takes a he takes a rat and um he it, he finds it in the back of this restaurant that they go to. It comes up out of the toilet or some shit like that. Uh, like and he uh, it's a huge motherfucker and uh, so he like. Like, you know, chases after it and beats it and then puts it in the sink and, like, puts boards and shit on top of it. And then he takes it back home and tortures it. And then uh, mm. he sets up that, what's that tube system called, you know, the, oh, the uh, that you get for rats? You know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has one of those, and then he keeps it in this little glass cage that doesn't get much air, so it's fucked with all the time. But while he was at the restaurant, he found out particularly that out of all the shit that he was trying to feed him, because he didn't want him to die, he wanted to use this rat to fuck with girls. yeah. yeah. He um mm. oh man. Uh so he found out he particularly had a fondness for Brie. Uh and uh he, so there's a part where basically he has a girl uh tied up, I guess, or chained to something, or, you know, immobilized, maybe broke her arms and legs. I don't know. Some, he did something real bad. Something terrible, yeah. And uh he hasn't fed this rat in like four or five days uh and he takes a bunch of brie and he smears it in her in her in her pussy and then and then he and then he uh he takes the which which he's already put a bunch of glass in by the way um and uh then he takes the tube from the uh the, the tube set for the rat and uh, it won't fit so he has to use some acid to loosen the situation up and then he gets uh. it in there and then he lets this rat who's uh, deformed at this point because you know he's been torturing it and cutting things off of it and, and all this stuff uh, who's hungry as shit riv, riv, well, go the fuck up in her and yeah and then uh, while she's being eaten from the insides uh, he then chainsaws her in half and then I think at that point he fucks her in the mouth uh. Okay. 
Is it, this is, is this is a constant thing with almost every encounter that he has. I've, I'm leaving out a bunch of stuff, guys. Yeah. I don't have the time or the sanity <laughs> to continue to explain these things. I'm going to try to not think just, about them after Let's this. just say that although the Patrick Bateman of the movie is still doing some fucked up shit. It's just he is not still, in the same league. It's not it's in not, the same league, it's exactly. It's not in the same fucking league, man. Because, <laughs> you, you know, like they imply the thing with the coat hanger, you know, we're not done yet. Absolutely, but they don't show it. This man yeah. loves his coat hanger. Oh. He, he he prides himself on the amount of abortions that he's, you know, like, like had happen yeah. and performed. He, dude. Oh, wow. My God, you guys just. <laughs> uh, it, what what so, I'm saying here to wrap up mm-hmm. is that I imagine, like a lot of people, you know, I went, "Hey, I love this movie. I bet the book's good." Prepare yourself, okay? If you're okay with this, if you can deal with this, I think the book's fucking amazing. Absolutely, I, I think it's a brilliant book and it's a look into a psycho's mind that I, I can't say I've ever seen before. Absolutely. It makes you think about the way a crazy person really would be portraying the world in inside of their head <laughs> and regular situations. It essentially it structures itself like a crazy person's mind. It does. It, the far you, farther you get into the book, the more the spiral goes, yeah. the more it just flips so out of control. So before we get right? any further, guys, this is the end of That's the, the fucked end. up shit. That's yeah. the end. I'm not going to mention any of that anymore. Yeah. We're done. We're, you are in a relatively safe place. And not I, that it's not sticky. <laughs> it's still sticky. It's, it's sticky. a sticky place. Yeah, it's sticky. But, it's, but it's safe. <sighs> But I am sorry. <laughs> I again, apologize. I don't think I was even expecting, like, quite how fucked up a lot of that seemed to be. I've left so much out. Yeah, <laughs> I've left so much out. I could keep going. I yeah. C- uh, uh. But that's. But again, that's what you were saying. That Can't, even despite so, those parts, the book is still so well written. Well, like here's one that's yeah. here's one that's definitely not in that vein, but it's still bad. Okay, because okay. like I said, he's racist. He's very, mm. very racist. Mm. Uh, or at least his psychopathic side seems it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, there's a part where there's this there's this Chinese delivery man that he sees, and he's like, he's talking about how it always sucks when you slit somebody's throat because they always convulse but because he caught this kid on a bicycle the bicycle's resistance actually helped him out a whole lot to hold hold the guy still while he was kicking while he was bleeding mm. out from the throat okay. right and he yeah. so he's t- he's he, that's the, the weird part about this when he kills somebody there's a lot of it the way he describes it as as the same as when he gets a good table at a restaurant okay it's the same, same like guy, I, same kind of feeling same kind of i'm like, relieved that the bicycle has taken most of the force from the kicking it's allowed me to hold him a lot easier <laughs> while he bleeds out yeah. But as the bags hit the ground, he's extremely disappointed with the fact that he's obviously killed the wrong kind of Asian, being oh, that, no. being that, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, being that rather than having uh, um, uh, the tuna tataki, uh, sashimi, and um, 
uh, <laughs> and and uh, 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 udon noodles. He then sees uh, mushu pork egg rolls and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, some something else. And he's like, yeah. he's like, fuck! I killed the wrong kind of age. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely downplay that in the movie. <laughs> It's so, uh, like it's so ridiculous that you yeah. can't help but just go fuck. This is hilarious, yeah. <laughs> and it's so bad at the same time, yeah, you know? yeah. But because yeah, it's it's great because the way he describes it, you know, as soon as the food hits the floor, he's like, "Fuck, I killed the wrong guy." <laughs> <God damn. laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. Um, so there was one yeah. scene that you were talking about from the book, the Bono yeah. scene, oh, that oh. I think is probably my favorite thing that you uh, you uh, read to me over the phone. <gasps> okay. Yeah, so uh, let's go into this. So, uh, yeah. Let, me yeah. get a sip. Let me get a sip here. Okay, so you two, obviously real big in the late 80s, um, fucking huge, you know. Um, they go to... <laughs> okay. My favorite part of the scene isn't the happening. It's actually the fact that none of them fucking know what they're talking about because they're all just head up their ass yuppies, right? Right. And so it's it's Lewis and it's um um Evelyn's there. Uh, I don't. I think. I th- yeah. So I think it's. I, I think Lewis is there. I think Evelyn's there. I think Bryce. I think Paul. Uh. Uh. And I think um, uh, Courtney. Yeah. Right. I think that's that's the group. So uh, maybe Paul's girlfriend's there. Whatever. Uh, they're they're watching you too, and they all keep referring to the ledge. So what is that like? The end of the stage or no okay. no no okay. Now who's in you too? Oh. <laughs> there you go, Scott. There you go. They all keep saying the ledge and they go they go, Is that one the ledge? Oh, I don't know. Is I, this this is the ledge, is right? Is this driving Patrick crazy? No, because oh. none of them know apparently. Oh okay. uh uh because Patrick doesn't know shit about you two. That's oh. not that's not his jam. Oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so he's also there going like fuck, I hate live concerts. Why am I here? I want to listen to music on my stereo in my house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he's pissed off and he's worried about the uh the reservations. So he's just bitching at Lewis the whole time. Lewis, we're not going to make it in time. Are you sure that you got the reservation for 9:30? And he's like, "Oh, it'll be fine, Patrick. If we don't make it for 9:30, we'll go to here." He's like, "It's not going to be fine, Lewis. You need to make sure about this. If we need to leave early, then we need to do so." promptly okay and so he's bitching at him the whole time and then they're like well wait who's the ledge oh i think it's the drummer which one's the drummer wow man yeah right (laughs) so so that's happening hilarious and uh uh patrick uh is is standing there talking to uh you know lewis and getting fed up with the situation and at this point bono comes up to the front of the stage and leans down uh like like putting his hand out as though he's going to pull one of them up on stage to to dance around you know do all that do all that shit you know uh and like you two like do. you two do <laughs> <laughs> nice and um uh You know, Patrick's still bitching about the, you you know, we're not going to make it in time, blah, blah, blah. And he looks up and sees uh, sees Bono's hand and he just waves him away like a waiter. (laughs) 
He just waves him the fuck away. He and, just waves. And then he he's, Bono gets waved he, away. He gets waved away, and he's yeah. not even paying attention to his ass. And he's over here talking to uh, to Lewis, and then he he gets fed up with that and decides he's going to go talk to Paul about something. So he moves two seats down uh, and starts talking to Paul. And at this point, he realizes that Bono has followed him. Bono's followed him over to this side of the stage, and, dun, dun, dun. and he's not holding his hand out anymore. He's just staring at him. And he said, in this moment, he notices that their their eyes meet, and at that moment. He knows they're the same person. And there's a message that Bono's trying to tell him. And Bono says, I am just like you. I am the devil. And he said he can't see the concert and he can't see the stage and he can't see anything except Bono's eyes. And he feels completely relaxed and, he, and like he's in like a completely different world. And then all of a sudden something happens and it snaps him back into reality. Bono's not anywhere near him on the stage. He's been on the other sta- other side of the stage for who knows how long, and Patrick's just been in his own fucking world ignoring Paul. Yeah. Well, and I think that drives into, uh, you know, something that I think the book and the movie uh, handle very differently, but both very well. Ultimately it, the same it, message, it, right? Yeah, exactly. To whereas, like... You know, did any of this shit actually happen? Which no, I, no, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I think it's pretty not quite as ambiguous as far, especially once you uh, get to the ending. I feel like it's less ambiguous in the book. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely less ambiguous in the book because of some of the radical events that happen around him in public that are obvious. That if they were to happen, it wouldn't be overlooked. Okay, right. So let me give you a weird one. Okay. I think I figured something out. I think I figured something out that I've never really considered, and it took the book for me to understand this, okay? So what's with the confusion with the apartment? Like as far as like uh, Paul Allen's yeah, so, apartment? Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about this. Okay. Think about this rationally. So let's say he didn't do any of it. Okay, we're, we're taking the assumption that he's crazy as fuck and that he hasn't done any of this, right? Any, any of his uh, serial killing yeah. escapades have just been very... Uh, 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 elaborate illusions. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's delusions. take it. Let's take yeah. it that way. Okay. Okay. Well, why why does he have Paul Allen's keys? Hmm. In what in what situation we have Paul Allen's keys? Did he? Do you think Paul Allen gave him his keys to watch his his place while he was gone to London? Well, well huh? okay. So as far as um, hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, so we'll follow the, me through okay, on this because okay, I got I okay. got an idea. Right. Go ahead. Okay. So, Patrick in the book, a number of times, says that he just moved buildings. Oh, I got gotcha. you. That he he moved from, but he never specifies where he moved from. I don't think. Maybe I missed that. Okay. But I really don't think he specifies where he moved. Hmm. Okay. He just recently moved, right? Yeah. And then the apartment that he has currently is the one that you see as his place. Right. Right. Exactly. The one where he murdered Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. But then the one with the girls. That's is, Paul Allen's that's place. Paul yeah. Allen's place. Yeah. And he's constantly talking about his uh, how Paul Allen's place is nicer than his and how or it's yeah. not that nice yeah or like yeah well yeah well he admits to himself that mm-hmm. it's nicer than his but when anybody else brings it up he's just like well it's not that nice yeah so what it, I, I don't know the reason he he had to move okay maybe he got kicked out of his apartment 
maybe he was an individual that they didn't want around because he was awkward and made the the other people feel weird. So you got kicked out of the homeowner society. Well, was that's the, the apartment kind of thing that was the apartment an illusion? Uh, no, I oh, don't okay. think the apartment was illusion. Uh, I I think that potentially that was just where he used to live. Okay. And then when he comes back to talk to the real estate lady and she starts specking him out, then she kind of figures out who he is and she's like. Oh, this is the crazy guy that rented the apartment before here. He's come back and he doesn't oh, understand. Okay. That yeah. I gotcha. I get how you're saying. Well, I was talking about his apartment. I think his apartment is 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 uh, real. I think yeah. it, it's just his current place. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get bogged down no, in no, the no. Uh, what is the real depth, and what yeah. is and, no. and what is what is an illusion I, I discussion because I don't think it really matters. Honestly, well, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't either. I, I think you got to take this in, this in for what it is. You know? Absolutely. But as far as the apartments, I think both apartments are real. And I think he the only reason he had keys to this apartment for because a while, he was the one that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the book, because when he comes in in the in the apartment uh, in the book, he's, he's walking around. I mean, pretty much the same interaction happens. The real estate lady's like, oh, did you see my my ad in the Times? He's like, no, I didn't. I mean, yes, the ad in the Times. Yeah. Right. I didn't put an ad in the Times. You need to leave. You know, right. that, that whole thing. Yeah. Right. That happens. But before that, he's walking around. And he's going. What the hell's going on? This is still Paul's furniture. This is Paul's. Absolutely. This is all Paul's well, stuff. because the last time, at least in the movie that you see Paul Allen's yeah. place, it's full of bodies and like uh, yeah. you know and heads in the uh, fridge. That's a hundred percent what's going on in the book. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. He uses it as his storage, and then he also has uh, some other spot. But, right. But it really makes me think that this is his old apartment mm. and that he basically left a goddamn mess and that people that now I don't mean bodies. I no, just mean absolutely. a mess. Yeah. Just a mess. And, and he, it, and he was probably rude to the people that, that lived there or they didn't like him very much. So, so they, they kind of pushed him out. Yeah. Uh, and he had to move to this other spot. So he just had keys cause he still wasn't completely moved out of this old place. I gotcha. You know, cause it was only like a month or two ago. And then, or, you know, or maybe he, he held over the lease for a while because yeah. that's really easy to do, right? Okay. And then he just had this secondary apartment. But my point is, I think that especially in the book side of things, mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious that Paul Allen might have never even lived there because nobody else fucking ever knows that that's Paul Allen's place. Nobody, and that's the same thing in the movie. Yeah. But, but well, it's just, you know, who, who else knows that's Paul Allen's? Well, it's not okay. Like, well, I would say that, it, uh, what's his name? Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah. Uh, Kemp. He talks about his place. He right? talks about his place, and he mentions that he... Uh, so that th- he, he found a message on the answering machine Absolutely. saying that he was going to London. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian Bale left a message on that answering machine... In it, 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 in think... the in the logic of of what you're saying, he left an answer. He left a message on an answering machine at his old apartment. What is the, okay? So what if he what if he what, okay? So what if the message that you're hearing that's yeah. on the answering machine was just him calling Paul Allen's phone and getting a message, and then he's like, oh, and then so when he leaves the message. It's just the message that the Paul me- Allen actually The Him leaving left. the message is the actual delusion. Yeah. 
Yeah, huh. that's the delusion. Is okay. that he goes to his old apartment, like, oh, this is Paul so, Allen's so ultimately, place. Like, let me, he let me acts clear. like he, he thinks he killed Paul Allen because he went out of town and he can use this uh, this situation to fuel his delusions. Right. Talking to him at Texarkana, Paul Allen told him he was going to leave for London, mm-hmm. but he kind of pocketed that information I got and you. has this delusion about killing him. Yeah, then goes to his old apartment thinking that it's Paul Allen's place, leaving this message that he's already heard on Paul Paul Allen's machine, mm-hmm. and then fueling this whole ordeal of he's got this separate location. Right, right? Exactly. I know it's a, I know it's a little fringe, but do you see where I'm building there? I get what you you're see? saying, because for a little while, and let me just clear this up, for a okay. little while I thought you were going, you were kind of leading to, well, Paul Allen is actually a delusion no, as no. well. No, no, I think but he's Paul just a guy Allen, he works with. Yeah, I think he's just he, a motherfucker he, he works and with. And he man. uses the reality mm-hmm. of that situation to fuel his his own delusion, his fantasies within these two environments that he completely controls that nobody else really has anything to do with unless he vi- invites them into. Right, right. I got you. Yeah. So his new apartment and his old apartment and mm-hmm. his old apartment he just imagines is Paul Allen's. I got gotcha. you. I think I might have figured I, something out. Yeah, I can I can get behind that as a theory, especially with yeah. how much they talk about the him recently moving yeah, in the book. In the book, yeah, they it's really, really hinge on that. It's really not apparent in uh-huh. in the movie at all. Well, they only have so much that they can they can give you in in, in the movie, and that, I hate it that that's the thing I have to fall back on. But that it, that's truly the way I feel about this. It's like earlier seasons of Game of Thrones. It really is. You guys cannot have. Uh, uh, episodes about motherfuckers, armor colors, and banners. You know, nobody gives a shit about twenty minutes of you talking about what, what suit and tie combination is correct <laughs> with. You know, like, like, are you kidding me? You're gonna, you're gonna wear wool twill to oh, this, yeah. uh, to this formal event? You're, you're not, you're an idiot. Okay, yeah. God, <laughs> bum over here. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, th- these, these kind of. Well, things, and that's the thing is just like that's what kind of holds this movie up as a classic mm-hmm. it's just like especially you know a film based on a book they like you said earlier in the episode it's just like they retain the core idea of the of the story yeah but used you know you know like very good just film language to like tell the same story in a different medium that you know and that's the that's the mark of a good adaptation right there absolutely and i mean we i think we could say more about about the movie but movie's easy to go watch go watch it the book is not easy to go read unless you got the stomach for it this will shut you down yeah. about, about you were saying this was just another one on your list it's just like okay i like it but it's hard to recommend <laughs> yeah. hard to recommend hard to recommend to people um but it is but it's a brilliant work absolutely so i i think uh you know overall i i, I love american psycho um uh, in both adaptations man both absolutely. both versions of it just absolutely never 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 watch American Psycho 2. Oh, we we uh, yeah. that's all we're no. going to say. That we're done. We're done. Watch the first one. Yep. Never the second one. Never the second one. If you take anything from this episode at all, <sighs> never the second. You one. should take that. <laughs> so that's about 
all we got for the most part. Uh, like, thank you guys for listening to the show and uh, our various other podcasts this uh, whole time. Uh, uh, just so you guys know, uh, after next Saturday, after our uh, Young Frankenstein, that will be the last episode of the Mad Cinema Show. Uh, we're going to be doing a new podcast, uh, new rules, you know, and uh, we're, where we're going to be talking about more than just movies. We're going to be talking about video games and just other things that pop into our heads, I guess. It's called So. What do you think about this? Or no, 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 no. I fuck. You always, so, I always do that. So, what do you think of this? All one word. <laughs> I got it. Got it. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, until then, you can check us out on Anchor and Spotify and YouTube. Uh, please leave a comment, uh, like, share, and subscribe and all that jazz. Uh, Philip, final thoughts? I think we need to return some videotapes. Okay, I guess I'll see you Saturday. Um, Next Saturday? Uh, yeah. I can't. Uh, uh, Christ, I'll call you. Uh, okay, bye.